Welcome back to Double Dose. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm your host, Tepesh. And we're here to take you from Earth to Bing Chiling. Oh, <laughs> Bing Chiling. Bing Chiling. <laughs> I love that, dude. So John Cena. John Cena. So we were just talking. That's so racist, I feel like. <laughs> um, when I, it's a meme. It's okay. We were just talking about um, Thomas the Tank Engine and how yeah. gangster that boy was. And I was um, asking Daniel, because um, they changed the name from Fat Controller. You can't call him Fat Controller anymore. It's, um, what was it? Big, big controller. Big controller. And I was think I was theorizing, do you think there's a big controller bef- behind every train network in the world? Could be. Just a unit, dude. And he's you know what he looks like? He looks like um uh Fisk in uh in Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. Just no neck. Just yeah. <clears throat> and and uh his back of his shirt says um unit. don't call me fat, I'm big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's I'm uh, just big boned. Middle name unit. Yeah. Spec. Yeah. Yeah, good good stuff. Man. I like that. I like to All think right, that. Another, hey, We've hit the 21. 21. Is there an explosion big, big effect? Explosion. No, it? no, I'm going to do it in post. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, I like All that. All right, for those who saw it, it was amazing. It was huge. It was almost like the same, um, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Bicep, it's just blowing up the yeah, screen. Yeah. They took up, they couldn't physically get both biceps on the screen. They how, had to do them in post. How did they, uh, they're so oiled up. And, then, and they're slowly rotating their arms, so you're getting the glistening of the bicep. Dylan, you son of a bitch. They still got your pushing pencils, huh? Car weather's looked incredible back in the day. Oh, dude, he was—he was a unit. I—he's still pretty good shape. In Rocky, oh my days, that he guy looked is better than Rocky. He did. Yeah, he—he he was a machine. He had such a good physique all around. Like his, the shapes weren't like Just oh, he's all man. shoulders or something. Yeah, he looks strong amazing. man. And it wasn't too grotesquely large. I felt like he was just in real good shape. He was, yeah, like just, 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 yeah. And he wasn't too lean, you know. That looks Rocky and um, is I think it's Rocky Four. Is that uh, the one where he versus the Russian dude? Yeah, Drago. He gets he gets way too lean, dude. Like he's got his shuffle towards his me cheeks. I'm a shuffle in real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gets a little gaunt in the face, you know. Who Apollo Chubbs? Oh. Rocky. Uh, Rocky. Yeah, he gets a little gaunt in the face. I felt like he looked the best so in like number three and four. Number four is too lean. Um, number number two and three is... Yeah, he's, number three, yeah, I think he he's just like, got better and better shit until five. <laughs> which Wait, is, is he the trainer didn't... in that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, wow, well, dude. They have the backyard fist fist bump. 21. Fist 21, we, but we did it. Ding, ding. We've beaten the... The statistics. Yes, yeah, so, um, we'll, fill, we'll fill the listeners in that for why 21 is such an in, interesting yeah. number. Uh, I guess uh, we found out recently that statistically uh, most podcasts fail after the episode, 20th episode, or 21st episode. So if you reach 21, you've reached the number. You've reached the number. We're going to keep going. Beyond 20 episodes. 441 episodes to go. Let's do Let's it, baby. Do it. Let's do it. And it's also because it's 9 plus 10. What's that? What's 9 plus 10? 21. <laughs> you stupid. Daniel. Yes. I got something crazy, man. Tell me. Did you know, after nine eleven? <laughs> straight oh, wow! <laughs> straight We're real deep into that shit. <laughs> no conspiracy. This is uh, this is legit. Yeah. So it took a um, little bit of stats before we we the great unveiling of what I'm going to tell you because I I never knew about this and I thought this was pretty interesting. It took eight months to clear one point six million tons of rubble, which is just absurd amount. And while excavating, they found a bunch of stuff from. Um, the colonial era, like ceramics and shoes and bottles and stuff. Craziest thing they found, dude, under the Twin Towers. Okay. A 200-year-old ship. What? Yeah. I'll How show you some pictures. I'll show you some pictures. Check this out. So they... um. How, wait, to, was it under the... um? Under the structure. 
Oh, so it was built on top of the... It's both built on oh, top of the 200-year-old wow. shit. Wow. I mean, you know, 200 years old, not too old. Um, so what they had to do was... Uh, so um, one of the... Uh, I don't know if it's if it's a archaeologist uh, uh, or a paleontologist that they get on board when they... When uh, excavators, excavating crew find any rubble or bones or something like that, I think they have to halt what they do and get Colin, professionals to come in to, you Colin, know, do the little brush. Wheeze the experts. Do the little tweezers action, do the little brushing, get a bit of hose action, make sure it's nothing uh, valuable. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, um, one of these uh, archaeologists, archaeologists, I think she, she found, um, she noticed that there was a, a wharf and then wow. after... Uh, following it, she realized that there was a whole ship under here. Uh. Um, and what they had to do was carefully remove, I think, one of the beams, dry it out in a certain way, and then um, take a bit of it as a sample, carbon data, and they found out that the wood is actually um, not too far from New York. I think it was a place near Boston. Okay. I hope I got the geography right. Yeah. And um, back at that time, 200 years ago, that um, area was known for a lot of carpentry and woodwork. So, um, so it, it was, was the area. Th- was the ship used, or it was just being built? You think? I think it was used. Um, I guess because uh, the oh, I've never been to New York, but um, the Twin Towers are close to the edge of the water. I, think. I have no good idea. I mean, we're, we're not Americans, so um, we can only go off every movie that we ever saw in the eighties and nineties growing up. Uh, I think it's near the water, and um, I guess it would have just been docking, and there would have been several ships. I think they have found ships similar to that underwater. Cool. Yeah. So. I thought you were gonna come out and be like conspiracy aliens, bro. <laughs> uh, building building seven didn't go down. Jeff, your car melts still beams. <laughs> so much air in that. We're gonna get copyrighted instantly. We're gonna really? do it so good. It's so accurate. No, no, no. Yeah, it's Don't so be afraid. I bring I you love. love. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me as a kid. I. We talked. Me and Daniel talked about this recently. That episode of Simpsons just scared the crap out of me. And there was a weird. It's because of the music. It was the music, and there and was I a remember, weird. I can remember still watching it the first time mm. at the exact position, the lighting of the house, everything. Yep. The lights were on. It was getting kind of dark. And then that comes on, and I go, "I'm gonna have to go to bed soon." And I don't. I'm scared because it was this. For me, at least, it was. It was a weird feeling of like, because there's jokes in between those scenes, and I remember being like. I know this is meant to be funny, but I'm terrified. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, because he kept doing it. Every time he'd go to a new location, it was like... Yeah. It was just like scary tones. Uh, you know, X-Files music would yeah, happen. Yeah, dude. X-Files music was intense. And I remember even um, growing up, the law and order... That scared me. I used to overhear that while my parents watching it. And that used to freak me out as well. Yeah, yeah, same. It's like the same person, I feel like, growing up. That's why we started the podcast, man. That's why we do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, man. Like, uh, mm. so how old is that building? And um, to find to a, find something that old, I wonder what else. Do they find anything else under there? Pretty unique. I think it was just yeah, like stuff from the colonial time. Um, like, how you cool know, ceramics and boots and stuff like that. It goes back to the thing we were saying before about how much history is lost and we don't even know. And this is yeah, dude. Like they built on top of that. Yeah, I mean, I find. Um, I mean, we won't get into this episode because I haven't done my uh, proper okay. digging. But there's a I've I've been seeing a lot of stuff lately online about this whole mud flood theory, and um, there's a lot of places over the in the world that uh, you can clearly see they've just built the city on the top of a a city that's already been existing, yes. like in Rome and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's I a imagine lot a lot of, of Europe stuff. would be like that. A lot of Europe's like that, and um, 
especially a big landmass like that. Yeah, gonna have to get into that mud flood theory. Yeah, we will do that. Tartaria. But um, how did you come across this? How did I come across this? Um, I'm not too sure actually. I think I was just in the depths of uh, trolling through something interesting to to take home, and I think I, I must have stumbled across it on on YouTube, and um, tried to watch a few videos. I mean, it would have been cool if it was an even older ship, or maybe a ship from um far away but the fact that they have been able to date it to a local not local but you know a couple of states away yeah um but i thought that was really interesting especially is, for man. such a developed city yeah it makes you think what else is just under new york alone yeah well i think um they have, dinosaurs or so i think they have found dinosaur um and, and, and isn't that the reason why everyone's got the shits that are near the great pyramids they've got the city like built almost like i think from the kfc yeah. You can eat at a KFC and look at the pyramids at the same time. Oh, it's it's super close. That's people, so disgusting. People think that um, you know this the the pyramids themselves, the Great Pyramids, are in the middle of nowhere, and you're you're seeing it in this great desert area mm. that's untouched to land, but it's like 200 meters behind the the pyramids yeah. is like wall of city. And they keep it's, every and, time and they every like, photo is taken from a point that makes yeah. it look like it's not, but mm. then you see it from above and you're like, oh my god, the city is literally like. A stone's throw away. Exactly. It's, it's so, close. So, close. so close. And it's just like mass crammed in city. It's really bad. Yeah. And they keep finding things when they have to like develop the city, which is um, terrible. Like, get like, the hell off there. What are you doing? Demolish the whole city and look underneath the city. It's way too close and invaluable to be... Um, Plus the sand would have covered something for sure. Oh, there's, there's stuff under there for sure. Why, why choose why that area? Why build there? Why build there? I feel question. like it got built years and years and years ago and they just expanded slowly and it's gone to the point yeah. where it's like right on the cusp of the pyramids, which sucks. Mm-hmm. I, was trying, I was trying to do a bit of uh, research into the um, elongated skulls we were talking about on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he has a baby. And, and uh, from what I gathered, yeah, it looks like um, these elongated skulls are seen all over the world. Um, the, the best um, intact skulls we have are from Peru which um, are part of the Paracas people of that area. And uh, what they've found is that there's some versions of these people that clearly have been born with this elongated skull. And then they found a bunch of other sub people that have physically manipulated their skull to imitate that. Yeah, because they can see like the stress fractures. And they're wondering what was so influential about these people around the world interesting to want to copy and it's seen in asia and everything and i saw these crazy diagrams i'll try and bring up some photos for you Mm. um i think it was in in it was happening in china and what they would do was um get a freshly born baby like out the womb and immediately start clamping down its head because the bones are so soft and malleable and they were like kind of extruding the head that way yeah i've seen that so it's called um head binding um, I saw a lot of African people doing it, head binding, and they, you know, grow the elongated skull, but they do it as a child because yes, it's it's malleable. Yeah, and um, I guess uh, um, it was seen a lot in um Egypt as well, and yeah, this is the photo I, was, I remember seeing. How just barbaric does that look? Yeah, but look at the the, the center there, down one left, that one in the three the three prong one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um a Native American. Yeah, okay. and uh, they're seeing yeah. that there as well, and it's just interesting. Like, what was so influential? They must for be these doing people? something. And I think a lot of these um, skulls they're finding, they're these two little um, holes at the top of the skull, and they were saying that uh, it was for a certain amount of like um, 
blood and, and stuff to flow to the top because of just how it was developed. Holy crap. There's two little holes at the top of the cranium. So they think this is a different species to human? Yep. Uh, yep. Do they know what... Did they have a name for it? They don't. Um, I'll have to go a little bit more of a deeper dive. This is just kind of a little um, yeah. skim over the top, but it's very interesting. And oh, I wish well, I, I could we'll, go back we'll and go see in what deep. the hell was going on. Do these people have like telekinetic powers or yeah, do they dude. have like huge brains because mm. ov- obviously all the brain is gone and exa- that, that well, you can't see like did they have like a t- brain twice the size you, you don't know that would know. be interesting man and, right? and um, different were they growing sections of their brain that had something more to it like a dolphin you know they got the yeah. echo lo- location yeah, yeah, yeah if we never if we never saw a dolphin's brain how the hell would you know what it looks like yeah that's you'd be true. like oh this thing's got a tiny brain and the um image you brought up a couple episodes ago of the the dolphin brain in comparison to the human brain was crazy it's so much bigger than a human's yeah. brain it looks so much more complex it looks like it's been on the roids yeah you know and it's, it's a crazy different shape yeah but very um, interesting they said that the the center for relationships is over three times size of our one mm. So the same part of the body that controls relationships is three times larger. So they think that they have some sort of just immense connection to the family. They must yeah. they must uh, have. Do you think with the increased use of social media, that part of our brain will shrink over next couple of like fifty years? I think it's got to be longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think to, to have genetic impact, it's got to be like at least thousands. Because we're not really connecting. Well, I think right now it's. We have so many mental health issues because mm. our brains are dictated to do something one way and we're forcing it to do something else with technology. Like staring at a screen all day gives you like eight times more likely to develop a mental health disorder versus someone that, who's outside. I recently started um, running, which is very, very strange for me. And that runner's high that people speak about, um, I, I, I'm not the one to exercise and I have never been a runner. I can't really run that well because I have flat feet. But I have noticed um, I genuinely do feel really happy after a run. Mm. It's incredible. I feel that way after a workout. I, I always get the rush and I go, oh, I feel great. I feel like I'm I usually I'm felt awesome. tired after a workout. But for a run, I was like, wow, I, I feel happy. Yeah. Which is I get awesome. that with a bike ride and it's easy on my joints. Yeah. Yeah. So I find Pretty I cool. get the good cardio with that. But um, yeah, the high is a th- real thing. It's why people do it. But yeah. It I just shows addiction. you like, so what I think will happen, what you mentioned was that we're seeing a huge increase in mental illness. Mm. We're seeing a huge increase of unhappiness around the world. Since industrialization, since like 1700s, we've had a big swing into just become one with machines, make more machines, become more disciplined to just work. We're seeing the shift in the other way now since yeah. COVID, especially work-life balance. People get happier it will swing back to the point where I think that people will do a lot more beneficial stuff for their bodies versus just, you do get people who are like mindlessly on their phones, but they yep. will, they, they suffer. They do. Um, it's a shame. So I think that we'll yeah, sure we're going to swing, uh, see a swing the other way, I think. I hope so. And I think it'll balance out because people, you get ill, like mentally, if you just do the wrong things for your body, especially with like me. Yeah. I know mental illness very well. And it's, well, the fact that I'm feeling happy after a run just shows that like moving your body is so key. is this like definitely the key and for those people that can do their career allows them to move constantly um maybe that's why they feel a little bit less stress total totally i, I agree and and it's uh very important i think that yeah. we need to do that and if you're gonna do the things of sitting in front of a desk you need to be extra mindful and go do a little stretch well i need to um I do something else other than that. Yeah. That's why I try and bike ride and do things every week. 
Otherwise, you'll become a big, big controller, dude. Big controller, man. Yep. You have a good way of wrapping back up to original stories. I'm very jealous of that fact. I, I don't, it just comes naturally. I don't, I don't try to do it. I know. It's a talent. It's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, I got some... I got a couple of little things. And yeah, I let me know. Just a, I got one story and a couple of cool facts that I came across today. Yeah. So, I just want to hit you with them and see what you think. So, Show me what you got. So, I found out today your blood makes up almost 10% of your body weight. 10%? 10. That's a lot. That's a lot of blood. So, I thought it was crazy because wow. I found out when a woman gives birth, her... her um, So, you get the weight of the baby, which mm. is like three kilos or something max. Yeah. Um, and... You know, some women put on a lot of weight, but they don't actually look different. So, we had this girl at work back in the day who used to work with us. She put on 10 kilos and I said, you look exactly the same. And apparently, the blood thickens up in your body to a point where you increase mass so much more really? than the child, but you look exactly the same. Wow, that's So, she put on 10 kilos and she looked identical. Wow. There was not one drip of fat on her. She was a very thin woman. What's the use of the blood thickening for... No clue. Don't ask me on it. But I've got to look into that. Interesting. I'm like, oh my God, we're 10% blood. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean... So I would think muscle and water. The water and the muscle. I, I found out recently a lot of your urine comes from the blood. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's not a sack of pee. A lot of it comes out of your... It's excreted blood. from the blood. From it the blood. To, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like off uh, a byproduct from comes out comes out yeah, of the blood. Yeah, that makes sense. The water and everything gets absorbed, goes where it needs to go, and then it, 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 it excretes urine. And I thought that was really strange because I'm never really thought about what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, we think of like things in our body that are containers for like holding things as like little sacks or bladders. But there probably is just dense, and there's just a whole bunch of little like Things capillaries and holes yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's, it's just not like a simple thing. Yeah, it's not literally like a pouch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not like, like one thing being dripped pouch. through. It doesn't yeah. like a. It's not like oil and water or something in a car. It doesn't yeah, work like yeah. that. It's like a whole <laughs> adapted system that's like pumping all at once into different orifices. Yeah, and then yeah. It goes into like eventually it leads into this one area. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, I just wanted to hit you with that. So that I found cool. out another thing. I got a couple. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Bamboo grows so fast, it's measured in miles per hour. (laughs) (laughs) Miles per hour? Miles per hour. So, are we talking like um, over like a season of growth? They have to just keep lopping it down? So, in one day, it grows 35 inches per day. How how, how much is a... 35 inches is like that in a day. That is crazy. It's in miles per hour. Dude, so, dude, it's moving in miles an hour. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I, what? Like, do other plants grow like at similar rates? No, no, no. I've it's got the Guinness World Record. <laughs> so, according to Guinness World Records, it goes at zero point zero 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 two miles per hour, which is like zero point zero 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 five kilometers an hour. Dude, that is insane. Dude, it has. Dude, that's what I came across about, and I thought this guy will appreciate it. So I have never think, thought. Do you think you could just like? Um, it can grow that You could quick. sit back and watch it and you would make no... You could just Dude, make a little if you notch. Looked, if you just sat there and medita- meditated and it started off at the ground, it'd almost be a meter tall by the end that's of the a, day. That's, that, to, that much growth is so noticeable. It's huge. It'd be like... You, you know how like... If you slowly watch something, you can watch... um You know... 
For instance, if you look at the sun and you look at it like against a rock and you see a shadow moving, yeah. within 10 minutes, you can see it move a little especially bit. Especially when the sun's setting, you can see it quick. You can see it moving, yeah. right? You can, especially with shadows. Yeah. You can see it that moving that quick with bamboo. That's insane. 35 dude. inches each day. That's insane. How quick is that? That's why it's so heavily used in China. I mean, that, that's a very smart thing to do. Imagine that's like almost an endless resource. You just keep... Every day, you just lop down what you need. Dude, imagine if it was growing in your backyard and you'd be lopping it down like every week. Do you being think, like, I can't, it's just growing. Do you think they've utilized that part of the bamboo and put it into other things? They use no, no, it as um, scaffolding. Like the actual growth part. Are they? Do you think they oh, implemented that in other plants to I'll get put it in my rapid body, growth? Get my bicep grow. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in my legs, get a bit taller, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'll wow. be MBA in like five minutes at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, oh, um, Stop! <laughs> I actually, I remember this fact and I hope I get it correct because it's, it's, it's a fact that's been sitting around in my mind for a while. Um, it's, it's kind of on the opposite side, which is um, to understand a nanometer um, I remember someone putting it to me that if a, if a, a seagull were to land on a cruise ship, the ship would sink one nanometer. That's that's how small a nanometer yeah, is. Yeah, okay. Wow. That's crazy. That's very, very Very little. minute. And we're building stuff that works at nanometers. Yeah. Computers. They're like two nanometer chips. It's only robots that can work at that level though. Hey, like nanotech. It's assembled... Not, oh, um, by, well, I, machines create the technology. We can't physically yeah. do it because you no can't even steady see hands. it. Yeah, you need yeah. a microscope. Yeah. That's like all It's crazy. Stuff. Yeah. So with... Dude, they're... they're um, oh, what's it called? There's a, there's a reason that they're not going to be able to build any... There's going to be a point where they cannot build machines any smaller. The plank length. So they're going to get to the... Not it's going to be built smaller than time. So the reason that they cannot keep improving... Um, computer tech yeah. is because at the at forever with, with the technology that we're using now is because they'll reach a point where they actually cannot build the the, the silicon any smaller. It will reach the atomic level. It's already close to that. It's already close to that. Interesting. So there's a point where they're not going to be able to push the silicon chip any tinier than it is. The structure. And they just think what's work. going to help that is then going to quantum computing. Oh. <laughs> Because wow, okay. there's a theory uh, I cannot remember what the what the theory is called. Maybe you can Google it. Is um, uh, mach- uh, machine power, uh, computing power doubling every couple of years? Every th- five years, it doubles. It's been happening since the invention of a computer. Moore's law. Yeah. Refers to Gordon Moore's perception that the number of transistors on a microchip doubles every two years. Yeah. Though the cost of computers have halved, Moore's law states that it can. Exp- be expect the speed and capability of our computers to increase every couple of years and we'll pay less for them. So he, he theorized since the beginning of computers that yes, the silicon the computing power essentially doubles every two years. And that's been true since it invented, has not stopped. He he did the law early on. It's pretty mm. interesting to read yeah. about that. Oh, okay. That it happens. Alright, I got another thing. Let's keep it moving. Let's do it. The inventor of the Pringles can is buried in one. What? Yeah. Like he's uh, been... Um, he's buried in a Pringles can. In a big coffin Pringles in can? Or he's been cremated? Fred- Frederick Bauer developed the ingenious idea for Proctor and Gamble to uniformly stack chips inside of a can, tossing them in instead of tossing them in a bag. Bauer was so proud of his invention that he wanted to take it to the grave, literally. He communicated his burial wishes... Bur- 
bari- burial burial wishes sorry to his family and when he died at 89 his children stopped at Walgreens on the way to the funeral home to oh. buy his burial a uh, burial Pringles can and they had one decision to make my siblings and I briefly debated what flavor to use yeah. ours eldest son Larry told time but I said look we need to use the original we can only assume he would have worn, wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I'm a buried inside a Pringles can. What would be your flavor to be buried in? The green one. Well, well, I grew Sour up cream? loving the sour cream and chives. Me too. Me too. The um, green one's good. The green one is. Was I actually my jam. hate sour cream and chives as a flavor for chips, yeah. but I like the Pringles flavor. Yeah, it's, it's they they nailed it. Yeah. Just stop shrinking it. So, did they cremate him and put him in it? Yeah. Wow. What a way to go. That is, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess the, the can was big enough at that time where they could probably fit a bunch of ashes in. Yes. Maybe skim off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Not now. That, you now you fit... probably get half a human in there. Yeah, that's it. You ain't but, fitting that. And if they got a bit of that... Um, in his Pringles can. If they got a bit of that bamboo growth, they ain't fitting. <laughs> You're going to need like a whole 24 pack of Pringles yeah. and just portion the person out. If he saw... What the Pringles cancel yeah, like yeah. now? He'd be spinning in his Pringles can. Yeah, dude, I like that. I like that. That was like my theory of like, what happens if you bring these um, these consumer goods back just to the eighties? Yeah, people that'd be freak like, out. Hey, that's funny. Where's the real one? Okay, yeah. Okay, keep going. If eaten in one meal, thirty to ninety grams of polar bear liver is enough to kill you. Oh, you cannot Why eat is that? polar. Bear. I think it's too toxic. Too, well, it's got some sort of chemical in it, kill you. Do you reckon because um, of the amount of fish they eat, they got high mercury? Don't know what it is, but it'll kill you. 30 grams? It's, that's like that's a, not much, yeah. Dude, that's like, you know when you eat a can of tuna? Mm. That's like almost 100 grams. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, like who's... If if you're hunting in that area where polar bears are, you the polar bears get the new. Meat. Oh, yeah. The you're, polar bears get new instead of the other way around. They are huge. Biggest bears, the polar bear. It's crazy. Um, wow, that's it. That's... um. That's a small amount to, to die from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep it going. In 2002, more people died in the US killed by dogs than sharks in the past 100 years. Just in well, one Say that year. again. In, in, the, in 2002 alone, more people in the US were killed by dogs than sharks in the, in the, entire, in the past 100 years. Wow. I mean, I know shark attacks aren't that frequent. There's only about two a year. In America. I think the whole world. Dogs. Oh, dogs are very common. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. Is it rabies? rabies? Or just like mauled to death? Getting mauled. Yeah, right. I heard um, a lot of people die from... um, I think... I hope I get this right. I'm going to look it up. More people die from coconuts landing on their head than get sharks. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes. Which is crazy. More people get killed by vending machines in America. Shaking oh, them God, and then dude. they fall on you and die. How cringy. What a way to go. And no, also, no. Um, I mean, look, this is only like me thinking, but I feel like if a vending machine was going to fall on me, you'd, I don't know. Would you, would you, would you I ever think put yourself in a, in a position? rage. Yeah. Would you ever put yourself in a position where you're, where you're flat and the weight of is it on you? I feel like you'd be like angled. You're just shaking it like that. You'd have that little, uh, that little uh, pyramid action going on and you'd, you'd lever it up. And shake it. No, they're up. just like rage machine like this until it kills you. How long until vending machines are full, fully out, phased out? No idea. They're Go always going to be a thing because now yeah? they sell charges. I guess you for, you know, snacks and soft bank. drinks aren't that popular anymore. Drinks for sure. I use it all the time. Really? Oh, so if I'm dying. Money bags. 
If I'm dying of thirst <laughs> and there's nothing around, yep, I'll do it. When are you dying of thirst? Plenty of times. You're, you're out. Sometimes I'm like, okay, for instance, we go to the, I go a bike ride. Yeah. I forgot to bring water. Yeah, I can't fit enough. in a shop. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a bottle of water and drink it. I guess you're exerting yourself. I'm, I'm picturing, I'm picturing you just walking around like, going to a soccer I will not to be thirsty. <laughs> I'm not going to wait till I get home. This water at home. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel. Mm-hmm. Did you have an, Did you ever have an imaginary friend? No. Did you? I didn't. And um, I wondered why... I mean, it could just be pop culture, but why are imaginary friends so popular in movies and things growing up? And why do you think... Um, why do you think a lot of kids have imaginary friends? A way of coping, I think. Yeah. Um, there's also a theory that you have an imaginary friend. It's like you're seeing the spiritual realm as a child. Because uh, supposedly young children and animals can see the spirits. Your brains, they've actually already done the studies and shown that your brain is in a different state when you're a child. Mm. So when you're waking up in the morning, you're in alpha waves and then you move into beta and then theta waves. And then theta is like the working waves. If Andrew Tate was hearing this, he'd be like, I'm in alpha waves all all day long. All day, son. Yeah, he'd say some dumb shit Medi- like that. Deep meditative, you can get back to alpha waves. Right. But in your, now as adult, and when you're a child though, they found that you're always in alpha. Interesting. Until you get a little bit older, then you move into the beta waves and the theta waves and all that. You're pure. You haven't been corrupted yet. Not that. Thinking so your on, brain thinking is, is not nice. as it's mature as it can be. And it's not in the working mindset. It's, it's your brain is needs to be in a different state to learn as much as it possibly can. Oh, okay. Right. Interesting. Are you saying uh, for us, we have a higher chance of learning things in the morning? Because yes, we're in the alpha. Yes. Yes. You're subconscious. You can, you can take in more. I've done studies about this. I've looked into it for my mental health. It's mm. like the first thing you should do every morning is about one hour of meditation, one hour of relaxation. Not learning? Nope. Or you can read. Because you can absorb it Yeah, you can, you can read. A lot of people mm. read the first thing in the morning or right before bed. Mm. Um, the best thing to do though in the morning is to like, if you want to set yourself up for success, do the thing that's going to be the most beneficial for you in the morning. So for instance, for me, it's relaxation, meditation, yep. yoga, that type of thing. It's usually first thing in the morning. For yeah, me. nice. Deep breathing, that type of stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, that's cool that they did a study about that. Um, so you think that that is helping them expand themselves to see into a realm that we can't see so the, that's the idea it's that they uh, that, that that's the idea i think it's that one there it's a it's a coping mechanism Two, they're seeing some sort of spiritual ghosts if you believe in that stuff some people say um having an imaginary friend sometimes an indication you're being abducted by aliens mm. if you believe in that stuff interesting it's like um yeah, you talk to them because they're like kind of like aliens are like that spiritual kind of being. They kind mm. of seem to phase in and out of reality. That's yeah. what people talk about. Mm. Um, so I think that it's probably most likely it's a way of coping for a child. I guess... Um, Figuring things out. Because mm, mm. sometimes you'll talk to yourself. And imagine as a child, you could have daydreams powerful enough to be hallucinations almost. I guess I've only really seen depictions of it in movies and stuff like that. And the kids usually like straight full blown, like uh, playing with an imaginary friend. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've heard on? stories about that too. But I've really never spoke to anyone that told me they had it happen to them. I don't know if it, yeah, maybe it is a, a big pop culture thing. You know, it's depicted a lot more in movies and shows. I've read shows. stuff online, people saying that they, yeah? they had that experience. Like they'd wait, they'd always, oh, um, the wife's nephew would would uh, claim he would see something running around the house. Something or someone. 
some a person. He'd wow. be like, ah, ah, and point and like say it's. He would call it a name. Wow. Be like, it's like. Ah, it's running. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're like, what the hell? There's nothing there. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. He said what happened. She said it happened quite a few times. That's so scary. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it has something to do with how we're talking about um, the multiverses and how things are happening at the same time, just in different dimensions? Totally, man. All right, you want to hear some trippy stuff? I heard this story. Later right. on, me. maybe you know it. So, I read I, this was a story I came across online, and there's a story about this guy who did um, DMT. And he said... Joe Rogan. No, it wasn't Joe Rogan. <laughs> it was Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, this guy had hair. This guy had hair. Yeah, yeah. nice. So, um, this guy did DMT and every single time he did DMT, he said he saw a dancing blue woman. Mm. And he said every single time, no matter what he did, he'd see this dancing blue woman, they'd dance and he'd like have a great time with her. But no matter what he, he did, DMT quite a few times and he said no matter what... She was there. She was always with him. Mm. Um, she knew him. He gave her a name. I can't remember what he called it. But he would go to this spiritual realm and he, she would talk about the multiverse and the universes and how our universe is just like a pocket inside of you know this, this realm and there's so much more that we don't know and stuff like that, right? Then he had a mate come over. He didn't do the DMT, but his mate's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the DMT, blah, blah, blah. He starts tripping out and then he goes... I'm seeing some stuff and he goes, yeah, okay, cool. And he goes, one thing that's crazy right now is I'm seeing a blue woman and she keeps saying she knows you. Whoa. And did the guy... He didn't friend, mention he didn't a mention thing. at all. Didn't mention a thing. Wow. She says, I don't know, dude. I just... She keeps saying she, she knows you and wants to talk to you. I have heard a lot of... Well, specifically with DMT experiences, people do see the same... Things they see these elf creatures, but how crazy is that when you're saying, "All right, I'm seeing a, mm. I'm seeing a person," yeah, and they know you. That's like you can't wow. be making that stuff up at that point, dude. I just thought of a theory. Mm. What if there are several beings in this realm that we're talking about, and we're the first civilization to evolve to a point where we're starting to just poke into that where there's like a huge amount of like different beings in this area like they're advanced what if we're the first race to physically evolve to a point where we're we're starting to reach that level now everyone's already there there's people behind us as well on other planets and we're just starting to poke into that realm i don't feel like we're going that way i feel like we're going the opposite i feel like oh yeah i definitely feel like um i feel like we were there i feel like you got to be more spiritual yeah you gotta you gotta be off but I, I, I am totally in for of your idea, though, in terms of that there's this other realm and there's like this consciousness that we got to do and doing with technology and stuff, all this the stuff that we yeah. do is going in the opposite direction. I mean, when we say aliens, we're not talking about little green men, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I know. it could be... Could be anything. Could be these um, different realm beings, interdimensional beings. Could be. Fifth dimensional beings like us in, in Interstellar. I like that, man. I like Could that. be. Um, I was thinking, man. Another quantum shower thought I had. Yeah. If there was a civilization civilization collapse, what are the chances that we'll develop similar genres of music again, or would they be f- extremely different? different? Because you know you got to understand the instruments that we have are created from things that we had physical physically could touch, right? 
you know, woodwinds and stuff like that. This is what I... Would have been by accident. I think it's heavily based upon what materials you have on your planet. But it would be the same planet. atmosphere. Without air, you couldn't make a a trumpet. Hmm. So you need to have the exact conditions that we have on Earth to do it again. Say colony collapse. Yeah. There's a... You know, There's a rebirthing of civilization, yes. but we're all on Earth. Yeah, we're all on Earth. I think you'd find very similar instruments. I have again. a feeling as well because because even it's though the we're material and we're, the, and we're also humans, we're also would also be humans still. So we know. Uh, I can't remember the exact study, but they they said that there's so many different combinations you can make in music, but musicians stay within this very finite area. It's because it's just what kind of sounds good. It sounds good. You can make a lot of other nice sounds, but it's like. This, this little small little pocket that we keep using in music and over it's and over all again. Got to do with the harmonics of atmosphere, Earth. You know, if you mm. went on, uh, if your planet is made of helium, and you got helium as your atmosphere, everything sounds very high pitched to us. Yeah. But on their planet, they've evolved to listen to helium. Could sound completely different. Yeah. It really depends. It's all the factor of perfection of being human and growing up on Earth. On moon, you couldn't blow a trumpet. You couldn't even strum a guitar. There would be no air to shoot it off. Yeah. Imagine trying to make an instrument that you could understand on... on uh, You can't use sound waves. What are you supposed to do? Could we use magnets vibration. or something? Fab- vibration, magnets. It's not even going to make sound. You would... um. How the hell would you do that? You'd be... You'd be um, the music would be... You'd hum... And everyone would have a device to feel the vibrations of your throat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm. they're just going to hum some good <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Start a car. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I, uh, all right, I'm going to hit you with something else. Yeah, dude. As long as you're done. I'm done. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you about this story of a guy named William Reich who studied how sex affects the weather. Oh. Crazy boy, crazy man. Look at this man right there. That is just crazy level right there, as you can see. Yeah, we'll bring it up on the screen for those watching. This guy's hair looks like a bird. Yep. <laughs> Nicholas Cage style. Straight up. Yeah. Okay. He was a psychoanalyst in the 1940s who had really focused, really, really focused on sexuality. Okay. Wilhelm Reich believed that the human libido had its own crazy kung fu type chi energy. Okay. Okay. He called it Orgoni because Humpricity was the name Humpricity. He, was, he was saving for his rock band. Oh, okay. All right. All right. He built Orgoni accumulators, boxes made of metal, steel, wool, and various other pulled out of his ass materials so that people could sit inside and absorb all that sexy Orgoni goodness. Okay. Orgoni was so awesome it caused weather. The sky being blue, gravity and sexuality. So you really liked sex. But everything good has its downside. And apparently Orgoni radiation was pestered by an opposite force called the deadly Orgoni radiation that caused plants around Wilhelm's lab to die and menacing clouds to form. This is his own studies. Yeah, yeah. And he's, this is his writings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, no one observing his stuff. This is just him like being like, this, this is, is exactly him what just happened. as a scientist getting money for this, by the way, getting paid to do this. That's the part I have, have a hard time believing. This is the 1940s, don't forget. Everyone's just like, science is mad. Imagine being a scientist, getting mad, mad bucks, and you're writing dumb shit like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we wish we were making this up. Wilhelm made it up, but we didn't. 
Anyway, to combat the deadly Orgoni, Wilhelm did what any rational man would do. He built a cloud buster. A bunch of tubes that had cables leading to the water. Leading to water. He pretty much just got crazier from there. This is what the instrument looked like. It just looks like a weird artillery gun with tubes going into the sky. It looks like he went to a church, stole the organ, and then attached it to a trebuchet. <laughs> That's straight up what it looks like. Yeah. Laugh all you want, but Wilhelm talked to Albert Einstein oh. into studying his Orgoni accumulator. He's a he's $100,000 and three women from my test subjects. Yeah. Just come talk about come this. Come check it out. Come talk to this. Yeah. And uh, say it's good. Yeah, yeah. And the pair spent some time measuring the device to see if it could, in fact, draw energy from Einstein's boner. What? <laughs> yes. Damn. So that thing what you're seeing was was pointed directly at Einstein's dick and they're shooting it into the sky to say he could break clouds with Einstein's fucking DBE energy, bro. Jeez, uh, Sorry, BDE energy. Was he... Um, d- did he have any stimulus? Was the guy just being like, get hard Who now. Knows? Get hard right now. We were for, the si- for science, get hard. We're going out on a limb and saying that Einstein was drunk off his ass the entire project. Wow, dude. I can't believe he got him to go there and then also just so, get a hard on. you know, he's like the DJ Khaled of the science yeah. world because he's <laughs> Dude, he is, he is. straight up with the OGs going, Einstein's doing yeah, yeah, my shit. Like, Gravity did. <laughs> what do you think? I commend this man. I, I commend him for getting away with that. Straight up. That's amazing. And you just know he was um, having so much sex for study. Oh, yeah. And he would have just been like it's all putting up science. flyers around the campus yeah. being like, hot women, hot women, I am doing some studies. Please come to my office. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to like sexually change the weather with your with my yeah, power. Yeah. You're so powerful. Dude, he's probably walking around going, my dick changed and then make like, the sun come out. Before his appointment, he quickly looks at the newspaper. All right, it's going to be sunny today. Lady, when we have sex right now, it's you're going to make the sun come out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, DJ Khaled of the science world. Yeah, I, wow. I thought it was so... So interesting, and I thought this guy is just a beast because he's just a fake it to make it. What do I got to worry about? And this guy's claiming that was there a downfall? Did he that get was, uh, was I, there? there one... wasn't much writing on it. I didn't yeah, look right. too hugely into it, but this was a story I came across and I thought it was hilarious. He's gonna get Ron Jeremy, yeah, when he got older, Maybe. straight up in jail. Wow, dude. I um, I was skimming, I think, a Google um. A Google alert thing. Not a Google alert, like one of those Google news ads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, the video for Rhythm Nation by Janis Jackson, 1989's hit single, apparently has the capability to crash older laptops. News of the technical oddity was brought to light last week by Microsoft Chief Software Engineer Raymond Chen, who enc- re-encountered the story via his blog. Uh, let's see. I think older models of laptops... Um, How would you be playing the video? I think it's the speakers just destroyed this specific, this specific song. Just the tonality, like yeah, just did some it. sort of like crazy mojo jojo. So according to Chen, investigators looked into the issue, discovering that the problem was due to the vibration resonance, which effectively means that the increased vibrations can ultimately result in a structural failure. Famous, famously, resonance of this magnitude is behind the 1940 collapse of the Tacoma Narrows Bridge in in US. Wow, okay. The song so powerful broke a bridge. Yeah. What oh, well, that, that, that's that specific resonance. So I think her song reaches that, and older laptop, laptops have just got put. Yep. That's one powerful song. And uh, 
That's so crazy. It's a pop song. It's not even like a tone song where it's like, and then, you know, shatters glass. Yeah. Pretty interesting. What the hell? Can you... Pl- uh, we're not going to play it. No, I don't... Yeah. I, but uh, I don't you'll have to show me after because I don't even know the song. But will it- did you test on your laptop? I didn't, man. I actually got scared. You should pump I actually it got scared pump to- full volume and go, music was too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's time to get serious. <laughs> um, I don't know if... I'm, I'm sure if I hear it, I'll probably be familiar with this song. Well, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish that... I wish my laptop blew up. <laughs> yeah. I got... It reminded me of... Uh, did you ever watch Brainiac as a kid? The show with the guy from Top Gear? I did. I yeah, it was kind of weird wow. faux science that stuff. That British show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had a section where they talked about brown noise. This is so strange, dude. That's the first thing that came to my mind when you said Brainiac. I was Just before you said that, I was going to say, the one thing I remember from that show was them testing brown noise. Yeah, they tested brown noise. That's when I they, found out they, about they, it. They scared the shit out of me because they're going... Literally. If if you turn up your speakers too loud, it'll make you shit. It gave yourself. a little warning, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, oh no, I was and so I got worried. So, I got I remember so clenching worried. up. Yeah, I remember so good, so scared, running upstairs. I'm like, I don't want to hear the noise. <laughs> it was so scary. I remember like putting the volume down, but then being so curious, and I was just clenching, clenching my butt cheeks. So I found out that the the noise itself doesn't actually like listening to the sound audibly doesn't shit your pants, but mm. if you pump the sound out on through gigantic speakers that the vibration could actually <laughs> shudder your so colon. So, it, it could be a lot of different songs that just have a certain frequency yeah, yeah, and yeah. it just go... Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah. So, but then Mythbusters tried to do it. Yeah. I remember they had an entire speaker system built around Jamie who had of his course. pants off and yeah. a nappy on. Because it's more funny if it was him. It is, right? And then... It's too serious. It's freaking Muppet. And... Uh, uh, oh, wait, wait. Which one's Jamie? The Massage. Yeah, yeah, okay, then yeah. I'm thinking the right guy. Yeah, and so they got around Jamie and they had the speakers pumping so vibration that he was talking and it's like, uh, and he said oh, it was right. like intense vibration, but he didn't poop. I feel like that would fuck your heart up. No, your heart's like too powerful, man. The only thing can really fuck it up is like- Like so the rhythm much, of it. Nah. His bass just going- stimulate, <laughs> nah, No, no, no. The only thing can really screw it up is electricity. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's when they say they don't put those um little muscle um pads- on your chest because oh, no, no. you fuck your heartbeat yeah, up. Yeah, that, that's that's legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tensing machines. That's what they do across your chest for defibrillation. They did um a lot of butt tests on that show. I remember they did one where they tried to measure how liquid someone's fart could be to the point of a shit by them drinking soft drink only. And Mythbusters or Brainiac? Brainiac. All right. And I think they got like uh, these bunch of test subjects and to drink different amounts of liquids or different types of liquids and the guy was drinking soft drink and it's got like the mic there and it's like... Like, just wet. Oh, like, God. I think I shot it myself. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'll check it out. Ready? <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, for those of you watching, Daniel's got the five-finger uh, death socks on. Look, He's, at that. Um, look at that toe control now. Look at that. Dude, you look like that guy that um, we brought up in a few episodes ago. He's going gonna, gonna to start multitasking. You're going to be turning on the, these little... I'll give you the thumbs up. Yeah, nice, dude. And how does, that, how does the air feel in between them toes there? Pretty good. You're going to hold a cigarette in this? space that I can create now with that. It's nice, dude. And and is it um, like wearing gloves? you got to tuck each toe in? Is it hard to just pull the socks on? I, I got it on today real smooth with one of the feet, but the other one, you got to like just... 
feed them in. Yeah. It's not as easy because you don't have the dexterity of a glove where you can maneuver each finger really yeah, well. Yeah. As I'm using it more, it's getting easier. Yeah, nice. I feel like as I can spread my toes more and shove it in. I got um I got that dexterity on my feet. I don't know why. My I've showed my boss and he said he I have flippers. They're oh, just God. flat and wide. And well, I can, can you move, do this? I, I gotta do this toe yoga where it's like you raise your your just your big toe like that on each foot. Yeah. So you keep your foot flat. And then just the big toe, and then you lower your big toe and raise the others. So you go like that, while keeping your foot flat. This is next level. Can then. you do that? So just show that. me. So you go like that, and just raise your big toe. So like that, just the big toe only, and then you swap it, and then do the other one. Oh, you can. You got great dexterity. You're better than me. Maybe it's the flat feet. I don't know. I'm doing. Oh, I got flat feet, but they're getting less flat. I walk with them today now. No pain. I'm doing it. I'm evolving no pain, before your eyes. No gain. I'm becoming more man than man. You're, well, some would say you're going ape-like. Could be. I'll be that guy with the fingers you're soon. Going, you're the guy, yeah, I'm saying that you're multitasking. You're going to be like on the podcast turning no, this straight stuff. Straight up typing. Typing with two hands and you, you're checking your phone with your foot and you, you know? Yeah. Changing the volume. Sorry, I interrupted what you were saying before. What was I saying? To show you my foot. What was I saying? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm still focused on my foot. The foot, the foot is interesting, dude. Uh, let's I, see. I saw a guy, I was going to say, I saw a guy change his... Entire car engine with his feet because he had no arms. He did the whole thing. Oh yeah, you'd you'd develop um you'd yeah, re- get reliant on it. You know, I yeah, guess, of course, it yeah. wasn't as easy for him. You got to use two feet for almost everything because you know obviously you cannot squeeze a gun. Um, um, like I can imagine turning, opening a, a twist top. Dude, he Very was hard. like this with his fingers, his toes, two toes like that, and spinning nuts off like it was nothing. Oh, how t- dude, get, he would to like get to that pry point would be so the, tiring. Pry up the 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 nut with one hand, get the uh, the impact wrench of the other, put it on and go. Beep, beep, beep. Oh my god, that's dude, cool. that's crazy! I'd be so tired in in your feet doing that. Yeah, but you build up. Wow, do you remember at stages in your life in high school when you're gaming for so long and your and your the 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 pad on your where your thumb is would get tired from um, too much gaming? This didn't happen to me, my friend. Too much gaming. This guy's got so much muscles in his hands. I I got a this bit. This happened to me. What on controller only? Uh, I, yeah, on a controller only. Um, I used to get a bit sore. From the joysticks. Interesting. When I was younger. What game? I Halo. played a lot of Crash Bandicoot. This is before that. Uh, I played a lot of Crash Bandicoot Warped, Spyro the Dragon, uh, a little bit of V Rally, and um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Very cool. Yeah. I was a PC boy. From the get go. Mm-hmm. I did play a little bit of PC. Oh, you know what? And Nintendo. The, the, Nintendo. Those listeners can help me with that game I was telling you about oh, that yes. I cannot find. Oh, describe it. Go. Okay. I played this game on, I'm going to guess, the Windows 98 when I was young. Um, Blobbo. The, 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 <laughs> I had the disc for it, and the front cover was like a dude that was like a um, like a, a ninja, but it was like a medieval-looking game, and he's, you know, like, like an assassin, assassin from like medieval times, and he's, the, the image of the, of the game on, from front cover is like if you were to look down the wall of a, like a castle and he's scaling the castle walls with like a knife in his mouth. And oh, was no. A, what, what platform? A PC. Okay. And the game was, I mean, I was a kid. Was but it 90s? The mechanics, yeah, I would say it was not, late 90s. All right. The mechanics of the game was tough because it almost was like you'd take one step at a time. And I remember this, I, I, would, I would die instantly. As soon as I entered the game, I was like under, under this castle... There was this green slime thing. It'd attack you. It'd be like that devastating music like... And you'd just collapse and die. And some people... Was it a realistic game or very cartoonish graphics? Oh, that's tough, dude. I mean, was it, it was side-on. To- 
Oh, it's a side, side on side scroll game. Side scroll. Uh, I feel like it was like that Mortal Kombat vibe, where it was like a little bit realistic looking, a bit, a bit side yes. on. No, it was more um. More Mega Man. No, 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 not like eight bit. That. No, no, it had more, had more graphics than that. Um, picture a bit more more zoomed in, and uh, one baddie at a time. Yes. And it's tough because that's a, that I'm, never, I'm not even familiar with getting past the first level. All right. I'm hoping someone can help me with it's this. It's got to be a DOS game. I did find it once. Couldn't find it ever again. Mm. And there's another game. Um, I don't know what it would would have been called, but um, it would, dude. It would have been so old. Is that the time where like 3D were just um, pains of like just 2D in like a CAD program? And you would go down like corridors and you could like see the textures like skew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were just this like hovercraft in these like weird maze levels and you would just like be shooting another hovercraft. But like it would be like such bad 3D where you'd be like that and then like the freaking- It looks like the world warps around Yeah, it's like it it skews the walls as you're turning. It's like the fake 3D and Duke Nukem where you look up. Yeah. Well, you look up and it's just literally just making all the textures do that instead yeah. of actually looking up. Exactly like Duke Nukem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. That and, type uh, of 3D. Yeah. It's like very... If you if you were to look at like just on like an angle, you'd just see a bunch of flat planes. Yes, just yes. 2D shit. That's exactly... Yeah. Um, moving moving shaders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh, had one game like that was a Duke Nukem, but I always used to look at the back of the cover and go, oh, I want to play all these other games that are on there, but I never will. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever you had, was that, that was it. But it sounded like your dad was like a big computer tech dude. He so was. He would have had like, a bunch he, of games. He wouldn't. He bought us stuff. Yeah. I never really asked for much, but sometimes we get like a. I played a lot of demo discs. Yeah, dude. Demos. PC was Mag the World. Right, right, right. PC Mag. Never had it. It was like a. Dad used to get it all the time, and it was a game. It was a. Open up the. The uh, I I really used to enjoy it because it would tell you everything latest and greatest coming up about PC stuff. Because yeah. dad always is using it for his business and yeah. whatever. Just just in, genuinely interested in it. But came with a disc every month and that game and that disc had a lot of demo software on it. So right. it's like, hey, try this software for you know, your taxes or try this software for this. But some of the discs, uh, a lot of the discs came with games, like demo games. And there was like Age of Empires, there was oh, a demo. And so there was a good, world dude. of um, Worms World Party. Yeah. And that was like my favorite. I just reinstalled that like a hundred times. So I can keep playing. We I didn't have worms at home, but I had it at school, and I remember playing that so much, dude. I remember I played. You got like a mini version of Age of Empires in Nutrigrain box. Yes. And no, that was the full game. Was it the full game? The full game. I played that to death, dude. Yeah. And I I never really played it properly, like a campaign. I would just put a bunch of cheats in, you know, oh, pe- yeah, pepperoni yeah. pizza, Big Daddy, yeah, yeah. Photon Man. I'd I love how up, we dude. still remember those. Yeah, because you'd punch him in so many times, dude. You'd like make a gazillion photon men, and then you just hear like you just have like innocent animals, and then all these laser dudes going, and this just just tree lobbing. The fact that they put it in, is so cool. And like the big daddy car, yeah, it was so quick and just annihilate the whole army like one car. Yeah. Or then you have the priest steal the car, and you're like, that's it, I'm making ten more. Yeah. This is going. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Did someone call for the doctor? And uh, he used to steal my shit. And I'd be like, no, kill him. Wow, that was a full game. That was a full game. That is awesome, I was like, mom, get it. That is awesome that we got that. 
I, I think... Um, I bought the expansion in... Uh, you know those... Once a week, sometimes they would have at school or once a month, they had these like magazines you could you could put money in towards and, and the kids would get like stuff, toys and, and stuff oh, discounted. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it was like a little was flip Was it like magazine. Lucky something? Yeah, Lucky. Had a little cat. A little, had a little black and white cat. On the, as a uh, something like that. I know what you're talking about. People, the 90s kids right now are yelling at the screen, being like, it's blah, blah, blah. Um, I do remember, because my mum would, yeah, you'd like, you get like stationery or games. Or, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. And there's I, like a kid's catalog. They had the expansion one, one, one time. They had the expansion for Age of Empires. And I was like, mom, I got to get it. It's only like six bucks. I'm getting it. Six dollars. Like, okay. Yep. And gave me the money. The next day I went to school. I was like, yep, I want this. And he's awesome. like, cool. Yep. And then uh, it came like a week later. I was like, oh, fuck. Dude, my um, my cousin, I always just get my mind blown because growing up, I only had a Sega Mega Drive 2 until year six when I got my first PS1. And uh, so all my games were rented that were just always just Sega Mega Drive games. And my cousin had the expansion of Sonic and Knuckles. But the way it worked was there was this like cartridge adapter which you would clip on Sonic and Knuckles on top of the cartridge that's already in the game, and then Knuckles would would get introduced into the storyline. Wow! And it would blow my fucking mind, dude. Because I, you I only just had felt s- like you've like hacked the Matrix, yeah, dude, man, dude. Because I only had Sonic One and Two. I think it was on a double feature cartridge, and I never had Sonic and Knuckles, and Knuckles was the shit. It was so, such a cool character and I'd always go over his house to play it and I just would love to see you're just running and then there's a point where Knuckles gets introduced cause, and the, like, the whole world shifts. I remember it's like this like orangey yellow leafy area and, I, and that's that was crazy. The, I'll try and find a you know, picture. It's uh, it just you always had that one character that you're like, I want to be that character. He looks so cool, so yeah. badass. It was a game for me in Mystical Ninja uh, starring Goman, which was... Uh, the most underrated game on the N- N64, and I feel like it was better than Super Mario 64. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, dude. And that was... Um, you plug in. That was so cool to me. I was like, wow, this is insane. I've never seen anything like that. Even it's the cool lo- that they... The logo they for must the have, um They must have had that pre-planned that you could get the knuckles in that way. Well, it looks like you have to plug in the Sonic and Knuckles first and then equip your Sonic game on top of it. So it oh. reads your Sonic game through it. And then they write him in somehow. With the, through the, so, But like it's seamless. Like you're running and then like the, the scenery just changes and he's introduced. And I remember because um, he could glide. You could control his gliding and it was just shift left and right. And if you held it, I, I feel like from my memory, if you can, could keep him flying at the screen, there would be a point where he'd just die. Because he's coming off the 2D realm. Oh, okay. I'll see if I can find a picture of that. I don't know. Maybe it's just a weird, vague memory of mine and it never, yeah. never existed. You're never going to find it. Maybe it didn't exist. Maybe maybe that... Maybe You know when you're a kid, you just think like, oh, what happens? I can keep him centered at the screen instead of just rotating left and right. What if he just dies? I don't know. Maybe it's just a vague memory of mine. Mm. Cool either way. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, he was a cool character. Okay, I never played a... Sonic much. It was just at my uncle's house. It's pretty pretty lit there. I played Sonic. Streets and... of Rage was my one. Yeah, Streets of Rage was sick, and um, the Lion King. I oh. played a lot of Lion King. That's cool. That's a cool game. And a bit of Ren and Stimpy. Oh, cool. Yeah. All games were pretty good back then. Even the adaption games were good. Now, <laughs> if you can imagine yeah. a Lion King game now, it suck. It would be pretty shit. Yeah. Oh man, it'd suck. But back then they were the shit. 
They're like yeah. the best platformers. Tarzan and all Aladdin. that sort of stuff. Do you know what game was sick, actually? That was pretty good for like a 3D game, the Toy Story game. Yeah. On that the was, PS1? Yeah. Oh, I love that, that game. That was awesome. That was so cool like how you had you would felt so toy sizes yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of different stuff and the levels are pretty exp- hard yeah very and I very thought, hard oh this is pretty cool and bugs life as well yeah yeah bugs life was tough man i played that on the n64 a little bit yeah man those were some good games really good old man. adaptions and i thought that those were we sick. should have a day and do those types of games Retro and do dead by die uh, D- uh death by death like, you know you have pass the controllers yeah we'll do that i'll load some up hell yeah, dude. Let's do it. You son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> I think that's all we got time for, my friend. Oh, well. Well, that would uh, that was a good episode, man. Went quick. Well, it's thank you for does. watching, everyone. Um, we'll catch you next time. And uh, don't forget, we put the good things in so you can wear the Domino grin. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. See you next time. Bye.